Round Guy Radio Sports coverage is brought to you by these great sponsors. Packwood Locker, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, specializing in transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto and Pilot Grove Savings Bank. I'm Representative Helena Hayes of District 88. I wanted to congratulate the student-athletes in Oskaloosa, Sigourney, Kyoto, Pekin, and North Mahaska on an outstanding season and wish them good luck in the playoffs. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. Uh, after last night, uh, all the scores and everything we got in, uh, we got Scotty Melvin today to kind of briefly go over uh, last night's results and then what that means going forward because he has all the matchups. So we're going to call this the matchup show. Welcome program, Scotty. Good morning, Dave. How's it going up there? Well, I was uh, pretty happy with uh, uh, how we put the wrapped wrapped uh, up show last night. I had uh, three different games where someone was at that called in, and then uh, covered the rest of them. It's uh, it's difficult to get you know everything so spread out, and the games are starting to be further and further away. Uh, and I wasn't able to get to a game because you know if I went to Minneapolis and got home, you know. An hour and twenty minutes later, and then put it together and put it out, and then try to get a hold of everybody. Everybody be in bed, and just wasn't able to uh, to cover everything. But I did have four TVs set up last night, and uh, uh, Thunder Country. Uh, damn, I'm nominating Joe Millage as the man of the year for basketball, like he was in football, uh, as he got some great coverage uh, for me to watch last night. There wasn't a whole lot uh, of video last night. Uh, but what there was, man, that was some exciting games. Um, well, uh, where do you want to start? What let, Let's start with the results and then what that means going forward. So what game are we going to start with, Scotty? Well, the one I, I was able to get on stream, thanks to the, uh, the dog cast there, Mediapolis, uh, was able to stream the game without audio. So I tried to tune in, um, one, to the Mount Pleasant radio station. Uh, for a little bit so I could have some audio along with it, but it wasn't synced up. So then I tried the Wolves cast, and that one was a lot better and a lot closer, but it cut out on me quite a bit. So I ended up just uh, kind of watching it in silence, which is way better than nothing. And uh, so I watched New London and Winfield Mount Union game. New London, you know, you, you know the story there. They seized control pretty early in the game. They were hot from the start. I felt like Winfield Mount Union played really well. They were just a step behind until that fourth quarter, and then they mounted a furious comeback, gave themselves an opportunity to maybe push that thing down to the wire, but it just wasn't quite enough. They, they, you know, getting behind in the second half early on there, I don't know, by 21 or 22 points there for just a short minute or so, uh, that's just a little too much to overcome, especially against a team like New London. So New London advances, um, and they will play the winner of the other district in that sub-state, sub-state four, that's Bellevue Marquette Catholic. Well, uh, we got a pretty excellent uh, report um, from Jeff Mills last night, uh, who was at that yeah, game. Yeah, uh, But uh, listen, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to cut to the chase here and just say New London is the right team to represent uh, 
Southeast Iowa uh, for the rest of this tournament. Because even starting back with their play-in game uh, with Pekin, where they didn't have Cade Benjamin, and they still stretched out a little bit of a two-point uh, uh, win there or a one-point win, I can't remember, but they, they got it uh, done in the last minute of that game. Uh, I, I'm really impressed with their run. Uh, their win with Danville was impressive enough. Combine that with the win with Waco and the win with uh, um, uh, Winfield Mount Union. Uh, with their, with their, they have such a great coach, and they have uh, two of the most talented players in the state of Iowa who have brought their A game. Uh, to, let's talk just before we get into this next game. Let's talk a little bit about New London and why they're where they are, and uh, uh, how much. Uh, how much credence are you going to give them moving forward there, Scotty? Well, I've got a couple teams looming uh, that they'll run into if they are able to make it to state that I'd give almost nobody in 1A a chance against except each other. But beyond that, I think New London is a team right up there with a Waco or Winfield Mount Union, uh, several others from our area, like over there in the Sickle, too, that, that uh, could have just, as, if things went a certain way, easily advanced. But what New London's got right now, like you said, two of the best players. They lean on them a little bit too heavily for my for my taste. But they've gotten it done to this point and possibly can keep getting it done, uh, sub-state and beyond. We'll see how it goes. And what I like about those two guys, they are very aggressive to go along with the talent. They're doing everything you got to do to win in advance. They're, they're being the aggressors. They're pushing uh, the other team hard. Four quarters of a game, you know what I mean? Like right out of the gate, there's no feely other team out or any of that. They just start going for the other team's throats in the games. I've watched New London play here in the postseason, and uh, that's a recipe for success. Blaze Porter is almost unstoppable getting to the hoop, although I did like the switch, and I had talked about it uh, to Liz last night. She probably wasn't listening, but I said, man, I watched uh, Cam Buffington go head-to-head in football with Blaze Porter and, and own him, really, uh, when he was on offense, when Blaze would try to guard. So Winfield to me had, what I'm trying to say is a guy that match him athletically. That's actually bigger and stronger. And I noticed that uh, coach Edwards put Cam on him some in the second half and that slowed him down. And that's what a team's going to have to do. You're not going to stop a kid like Blaze Porter. You do have to slow him down a little bit, not make it so easy on him to score. And that, that was a recipe for success in the fourth quarter. I thought for Winfield Mount Union. So, uh, there's a there's a there's a recipe there to slow New London and and this superstar purple haze blaze border down. But will anybody do enough? I don't know yet. And then you got Cade the blade. I mean, he got three dunks in the game. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're letting Cade get three dunks on you at this point in the season, you're not playing physical enough. Um, you know, he got and a couple of them were on fast breaks. The one was in traffic, and I thought they're just they're just way out aggressing. You know, and and I love seeing that because that will overcome some of your shortcomings that you might have because it's it, like I said, they, they are such a two man game with some nice uh, supporting cast. Don't get me wrong. There's some kids that can handle the ball for new London. There's some kids that can shoot three, but those two are, are far and away their, their star power. And uh, they've taken them a long ways and we'll see if they can continue to do it. They've got a, a pretty tough opponent ahead in the sub state that nobody around here has really talked about. Well, let's talk about the team that they defeated. Uh, uh, because I really think they uh, had a great season, uh, tremendous players. Uh, Cam Buffington really kind of just physically willed them as far as they got. Uh, um, we're, you know, gosh, you can't be more sad to see a team, you know, we hate it when Waco loses or, or, or Winfield Mount Union's out of the, the playoffs. Uh, but uh, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about their season and, and uh, what was special about this year's uh, 
Winfield Mount Union team. I have one more quick plug for New London, and I'll talk, and I'll segue into Winfield Mountain Union with this. Is is uh, you know those two superstars, Cade and, and Blaze, they are seniors, and they're playing like they're playing like kids that know they don't have another game left if they lose in their high school careers, and they are playing with that chip on their shoulder, like Andy talked about, and with a I wouldn't call it a sense of desperation, but kinda, you know what I mean. And and teams like maybe uh, Waco or Winfield Mount Union that are a mix of of underclassmen don't maybe have quite that uh, extra chip or whatever. Uh, and and maybe it's not something they're conscious of, but you just wonder sometimes if if the experience that a New London has with their their star players, especially, is a uh, is a nice advantage at this point in the season. And that's Winfield Mount Union's got as much talent as anyone. I love their depth this year. I hate to see that they, they do lose four seniors. Uh, one, a key contributor, starter Andrew uh, Brown. He's been a fun guard to watch. That kid can shoot. He's a deceptively good ball handler. You don't always notice him out there because of some of these other, uh, you know, big-time athletes that they have, but he was a key member of this Wolves team. But he's the only senior starter departing. So you've got Cam, who had 30 points last night, just went out. He can shoot the three and take it inside. Kids try to, try to go up to the rim with him, and he just uh, – they bounce off his shoulder, you know. It's a, it's a football player playing very good basketball, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Abram Edwards is athletic and and a, a smooth operator, just like his younger brother. Um, really was stellar, I thought, uh, taking the ball to the, the hole and, and scoring on Cade Benjamin several times in the game. Pulled down a bunch of rebounds himself. Uh, one of the best rebounders in the area. I think he could be one of the best scorers in the area if they had to lean on him really heavy, but they don't because they've got such good talent. And, uh, you know, let's face it, guys, there's a bunch of juniors and sophomores and even some talented freshmen on this Wolves team. Um, I'm about ready to pull out my, my slogan for next year's uh, team sports season when, when fall rolls around. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, spoiler alert, I think it's going to be the year of the Wolves uh, next year in a lot of uh, sporting events because I think these kids, uh, especially the ones that will be seniors, they are going to have the same fire in them that we're seeing from the New London kids uh, in this postseason basketball run, and that, that bodes very well for them. Yeah, well, uh, definitely looks like with Cam, you know, just with Cam and Abram coming back, nothing else. You know, that's a lot, and uh, it, it it it'll it'll be a, a it, I'm I'm excited about next season, but uh, uh, and I I appreciate you pointing out the senior things because. These seniors that have played together for four years, you know, they, they kind of just have an unspoken communication that seems to be you can about find a, a big senior in every team that's still in the in the tournament, can't you? Or yeah, a tandem of Caden Blaze seem to have this uh, you know, feel like that maybe they've fallen short of expectations, not making it to a state tournament yet. And they look to me like they will give a hundred and ten percent, leave everything out there on the court to get there this season and they're they're one game away yeah and uh they're great man and uh well i think that you know like i said I, i'm happy i'm happy that they're representing us because i just feel like they played the best uh, uh sure came out with enough energy last night uh tremendous but who are they going to play in the next round scotty so this sub-state four championship, these uh, sub-state games uh, for 1A and 2A will all be on Saturday, and they're going to play up at Solon against the Bellevue Marquette Catholic team, who I've I've not really read anything about those, and I've noticed they piled up wins on the season. New London's coming into the game 18-6. and six. Um, A little bit misleading there because I feel like they had some stretches during the regular season against tough opponents that 
they probably let some games get away that they shouldn't have. Uh, definitely a better than an 18-win team there. But Bellevue Marquette, man, they are 22-3 and three on the year. Um, they're led by a sophomore, Spencer Roeder. He's a six foot five. The kid averages 13 points a game, but they've got some balanced scoring there. So that's not a gaudy stat, but uh, he's, he appears to be very talented, but he's young. Um, he shoots 78% from the free throw line. I noticed that. Uh, we talk a lot about these free throws, and so I noticed as we've gotten into the sub-state part of uh, things, you're seeing a lot of good free throw shooters on these teams. And I, and I wonder, you know, that's uh, one of those little details you guys talked about that's, that's meaning a lot at this point in the season. So they've got a kid like him that can shoot it. Don't put him on the line in a key situation. Uh, junior Caden Ketman is uh, six foot three. I believe he's a guard. He averages 7.6 rebounds per game and three assists per game. So they've got kind of a similar uh, build to New London where they got two, two guys that seem to really stand out and then a bunch of really good uh, supporters. And so there's, there's kind of a, a common theme running between the two teams in this game. Um, the one thing I want to point out is I, I scanned through Bellevue Marquette Catholic's schedule a bit. Played a bunch of teams I don't know a lot about. But early in the season, they beat our Hillcrest Academy 63-36, if you want to use that score as any kind of a gauge on how they stack up compared to one of the better teams from southeast Iowa. Granted, that was back in December. Um, so a lot of things have happened since then. But that, that's a little bit telling. So this team looks to me like they are every bit as good as the top-tier teams in the southeast Iowa Super Conference. But there is another score I want to point out, Dave, and this will scare you because I've talked a lot about how good North Lynn and Grandview Christian are in this 1A field because I saw them both play last year and they both brought back a lot of talent. North Lynn recently beat Marquette Catholic, who is a sub-state qualifier, 95-59. to 59. So that shows you the level you've got to play at when you get to state if you want to uh, get to that final game or, or bring home the big trophy. So those teams are looming down the road for whoever wins this game. I don't know how they seeded out up at Des Moines, but this looks to be a real even-matched game. Uh, one, I think New London can win. I think a lot of people myself included, looked at this, this sub-state and the two districts in it and thought that whoever comes out of that top part, uh, which included all of our Southeast Iowa teams, would, would win the sub-state. Now you got to go out and do it, and I think New London can do it. Well, uh, it's uh, uh, just been a battle. I mean, every round one was tough. Round two was tougher. Round three was tougher than that, you know, and round four is going to be another uh, 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 boogaloo there. Uh, but let's, let's, uh, uh, let's just trust in the talent that is New London and the momentum that is New London. So uh, what is the next game we're talking about? Well, I'm going to stay, let's, let's try to keep organized anyway and stay in 1A. Um, and since New London's all that's left out of Southeast Iowa in 1A, we do have our friends at Linville Sully that we follow out of the sickle there. They're still alive. They are going, they are going to play uh, Substate 6 championship game at Marshalltown Saturday versus Gladbrook Rhinebeck, who I don't know if you saw any of the Kyoto game. I wasn't able to keep an eye on that one other than Twitter or whatever. Um, interesting fact, Linville Sully, you know, they won their district championship game over North Mahaska by 20 and Gladbrook Rhinebeck won theirs by 20 over Kyoto. So two teams flying high off of blowouts coming into this game. Well, I talked to Andy McGuire, uh, who was at the game, and he says Gladbrook Rhinebook book is good with a capital G. Uh, he, he just yeah. says they shoot about 60, 62% from everywhere, from, you know, a three-point line, from 
free throw line from underneath the basket. I mean, they, when they put the ball up, it just goes in. They are, um, I've, I've got their, their leaders here and, and, you know, going back to that, uh, senior thing, they've got, they're led by a senior. He's a six foot four guard, I believe. I, I could be wrong on that. I think he's a guard, but, uh, his name's William Kiburis. He averages 26 and a half points per game and 8.3 assists per game. Now that's an old school guard that can score and dish. And, uh, that scares you a little bit running into a guy like him. But as I scan through their, their lineup and, and then their stats really quick. I saw that they got a lot of balance outside of him. I, they must be a team that puts up a lot of points per game uh, every night out. And, uh, you know, they, they look they look scary. I'll tell you that. Their uh, leading rebounder is a big kid. He's a sophomore. Drew Eilers, eight rebounds per game. He's, he's 6'3". I mean, they're not overly tall. I would give Linville Sully maybe a slight edge because they go with uh, that junior Clayton Van Dyke who impressed me big time when I saw – uh, Lindell Sully up at Kyoto earlier this season. You know, he's what, six, seven or whatever. Very good operator down on the post. Uh, plays great defense. He's just a, he's just a great basketball player. Great big man. 12 points per game and eight and a half rebounds per game. I think he'll do what he does with no problem. And, and Lindell Sully is very balanced. A lot of the same characters that played, uh, for that football team that made it to the dome play basketball. And these guys, they just know how to play together and they're very talented. And they got a lot of seniors too. Yeah, but, uh, you know, they're led by juniors statistically. Clayton's only a junior. And then quarter down harder, one of my favorite athletes in Iowa, he's only a junior. And I've watched him play point guard in person, and I was just amazed by how good he ran his team. And he's, he's a guy that can drive and dish, and he averages uh, six and a half assists per game. So he's doing his job out there. But we've both seen uh, box scores and whatnot this season at Linville Sully Games where quarter – was the leading scorer. He can get to the rim. He's strong. He's tough. He's fast. Um, he causes a lot of problems matchup-wise because he doesn't have to score for Linville Sully to win, but he can if he's given the opportunity. So there, there's two balanced teams going at it. This, I think, will be Linville Sully's toughest test all year, though. I think Lathbrook Rhinebeck has been a top-five team all year, and there's there's no small reason when you when you look through their schedule and their um, their lineup and, and uh, what these boys have done all year that – they look tough, so Linville Sully's got their work cut out for them. But, you know, you just got to win one and move on. And uh, it's sub-state, so uh, you weren't planning on it being easy anyway. Well, here here we go. Uh, the Sickle put four teams in the third round and one team in the, the fourth round. Um, I think, uh, um, you know, kind of Sickle gets a little bit of a bad rap, but um, uh, when the cream rises to the top, we got there's, there's a lot of cream there. Uh, and, yeah. and and they may not be done because you're right. Uh, Linville Sully, uh, if any team could match up with this team, I think they can. I, I just, uh, my thing on the sickle myself, and, and only haven't seen Linville Sully in person, of course, but uh, my thing on, uh, about them was that I didn't feel they were as deep, but their top four or five are as good as anybody else's. And, uh, you know, they've got one that's within a breadth of a state tournament first, so. I think that's proven. And, you know, I, I had high praise all season for the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. And granted, they had to knock each other off in the sub-state, but there's only one of them going on. So uh, that's that's the way it goes. We're down to the Sweet 16 now for these smaller schools. Yeah, it's uh, – it's it's uh, oh, gosh, we lost a lot of teams last night, didn't we? Oh, We did. And then some of the Southeast Iowa teams beat some of the other Southeast Iowa teams. So – well, uh, I don't know how much more A we got left, is there? 
That would be the only two I've got. One, you know, one A, that's the only, you know, that's the ones that our listeners would probably be the most interested right. in. Uh, uh, but we got some two-way action. Uh, yeah. Uh, we do have Baxter and Madrid matching up. I didn't do a, uh, I didn't do a, a deep dive into that game, but that looks to be a pretty competitive sub-state as well. Okay. In one A. Uh, but, yeah, moving on to two A. So we've just got one team left, and it's the West Burlington Falcons, and I'm not shocked at all that they have made it to a sub-state final. Uh, they're in sub-state six, and they'll play Saturday at Oskaloosa, which I find a little silly um, because West Burlington at 22-1 and versus Pella Christian at 14-9. and West Burlington's obviously the, um, the team that earned a short trip to a sub-state game, if you ask me. And here we have it being held in Oskaloosa because so many schools down our way Turn down the opportunity, from what I hear, to yep. host a, a sub-state game. And I understand Mount Pleasant, Fairfield, they're still playing in their in their own uh, boys' uh, brackets, so it might be a little bit hard for them to get the people together. I don't know. But uh, this game's going to be at Oskaloosa. That gives Pella Christian almost a home court advantage, if you ask me. Uh, but West Burlington's got the team to overcome it. Like I said, they're 22-1 and one on the season. Um they are fantastic and very deep. Pella Christian, they're just gritty. Uh, I listened to a chunk of the overtime game against Wilton last night. Quite honestly, I I feel like they've they've beaten Wilton twice, and in my book, it was an upset both times. But they got it done, and uh, they're they're led by a junior. They've got a couple of juniors that lead their team. Tyson DeVries being the the top scorer, twelve and a half points a game. Four assists per game. He shoots over 71% free throw percentage. So there's a kid you don't want to put on the line. And their junior, uh, Josiah Voss, he leads the team with five and a half rebounds per game. And, and when you look through their stats, there's nothing gaudy there. They're 14 and nine, which, you know, obviously is a good season, but it's not that, uh, that eye popping number that you see from some of these other schools as we get into this, this portion of, of the tournament. And yet they continue to grind and, and win and move on. Uh, so West Burlington is going to have to be very wary of this team. They they find ways to win. West Burlington led by junior Brady Martin, uh, 17.2 points per game. He shoots 75% from the free throw line. And then senior, J.C. Figaro. I love senior power. They've got a key one here. He J.C. averages uh, 7.6 rebounds per game and 3.9 assists per game. So two uh, really good players there. But both of these teams have a lot of contributors. If you uh, were to go unbound and look through their their lineup and their their stats and all that stuff. So uh, it's going to be one of those games that's won by the the better overall team. I think West Burlington's got what it takes to get it done. I just I think this team's going to state. Well, uh, that's good to know. But we do know that uh, uh, one way or another, one of our teams will be in the next round because uh, the winner of this one is. Uh, in fact, I've got an uh, interview lined up with uh, the Pella Christian coach JD Bohr here this morning. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think the records mean anything, Scotty. I, I don't think it means nothing. You know, if, if records meant something, does. New London wouldn't be here. Pella Christian wouldn't be here. But Pella Christian plays a, a, all 3A and 4A schools. So, you know, uh, it's a different deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. And uh, you want to you wanna not forget that. And I, I can tell you from experience, I remember going to a sub-state game many years ago, early 2000s in Fairfield. Danville Bears were undefeated. They had a team full of seniors that had already won two state championships in a row. Okay, so they were looking for that three-peat. They get to a sub-state game against the Williamsburg Raiders team that had a losing record, and Williamsburg won that game. 
So anything can happen, and you're right, the records really don't matter. It's just one of those things that as a guy who's trying to be an analyst here. Well, I, I, I get what numbers, you're saying. I it's think, a factor, wow. but, I mean, it, it, hasn't, uh, it hasn't stopped a lot of teams from winning. Yeah, it, it, if you got if you got kids that play hard and play well and want to win, that's really all that matters. You can throw the records out. Uh, that's all there is to it. All right, man. That's going to be a, a great one. Uh, and I, I, I look, man. I give uh, uh, the Pella Christian Eagles a, a punching chance here uh, because sometimes they shoot so good that they can't be beat yeah. by anybody. They- they're deep, and, and like I said, scanning through their stats, but I can say this for West Burlington, too. That's what makes this so interesting is that no one guy pops out at you as being like, oh, we got to stop him or we got to contain him like some of these other teams. Anyone can kill you on a given night from either one of these teams. So this is going to be a, a really interesting game. And like you said, I'm, I'm looking at records and what I've seen West Burlington do all season, and I've given them my, uh, you know, I'm favoring them myself. Um, but – you know, oh, yeah. Well, they obviously are, are favored. There's no question about it. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of things lining up for Pella Christian here. And I'll tell you what, starting with this uh, very close road trip for them, Pella to Oskaloosa ain't too bad. West Burlington to Oskaloosa, that's a haul. At least it's on a Saturday. So uh, <laughs> that hopefully will help the Falcons out. But uh, this this is uh, going to be a, a – it's going to be a tough game for the Falcons. Yeah, it is uh... – well, you know, they're all going to be tough games for everybody because there ain't nobody that's left in basketball that isn't absolutely on fire uh, and battle-tested like they're, you know, you already won three games in the playoffs. You've done something, you know, and you proved your mettle uh, in those big games. So, well, we got uh, 3A to talk about left still, don't we? We do, and you know what? 3A, we only have one 4A team, and that's Burlington, but 3A, we got whittled down already, and as I said before, the road to state in 3A and 4A is, seems like nothing compared to what it is for the smaller schools. You know, you win one game, you're in your district final, and that's what we have here. Uh, Fairfield will be playing at Newton, and these games are Friday, okay? So this Friday, Fairfield has to travel to Newton, a very good Newton team, 15 and six on the year, but I've, I've noticed that they beat some teams. I don't think people thought they should beat. I hear they have a trio of players that are really tough. I'll talk about two of them just because I've got, you know, nothing but stats in front of me. I haven't seen any real film on Newton this year. Uh, Cole Plowman's their leader. He's a senior. He averages uh, a little over 14 and a half points per game, 7.3 rebounds per game. He's, uh, I believe he's 6'5", so they don't have crazy size, but they got a little bit of size. Jake Ingles, a senior that averages a little over four assists per game. So those are two two of their three big leaders. And, uh, you know, another team where you look through the stats and it's a, it's balanced. It's, nobody really stands out as like the uh, superstar player. And that can be a very good thing, especially in a tournament situation. Uh, Fairfield, of course, we're, we're big fans of the Trojans, man. And uh, they're led statistically by, you call him Maximum Beaten Wheaton. I call him Mad Max. 20.4 points per game on the season. He shoots over 75, or right at 75% from the free throw line. And he's a big guy. You know, he's six foot six. Uh, 13.7 rebounds per game, 3.8 offensive rebounds per game. That's a nice number. Mad Max, for me, is one of the top players in Southeast Iowa. Right up with the, with the names that we talk about a lot, like a Cade the Blader, Blaze Porter, Colton Lichtier. Uh, Cam Buffington, Abram Edwards, he's right in that mold, only he's in the big school. 
And then his mate, Tate Allen, are one of our favorite quarterbacks from the football season. He's a little over three and a half assists per game. But they've got a guy, J.J. Lane, that I've seen uh, take defenders off the dribble and do a lot of nice things, passing and, and scoring at the rim, and some other great players. Uh, Fairfield, very balanced, but they have definitely one superstar player in Mad Max. Um, will it be enough to overcome a really good, solid Newton team? I don't know. they got to go on the road to win this thing. Um, I think they could do it. I think this should be a really good game. Well, uh, you got to have a horse to ride. In the big games, don't you? I mean, you got to have a Cade Benjamin or or a Max Wheaton to uh, to really play at this level, don't you? I I don't think it hurts a bit. I like I said, I do like to see balance. I like to see depth. Um, but sometimes that doesn't win out. We we're seeing it in one A. You know, uh, let's face it, Waco's probably the deepest basketball team in the one A two A field that I I can think of. And they're sitting at home. Uh, New London's got two superstars, and they're moving on with a real good chance to go on to state. I don't see any reason why uh, you wouldn't want to lean on your your big star. And uh, you know, if if he's neutralized, you, your mate's got to help you out. But I, I don't know if Mad Max can be stopped. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see with just how strong this Newton team is. Um, and like I said, I don't know a ton about them. I just know they've had some big wins on the season. Uh, raise some eyebrows, and, uh, you know, they have every shot to, to advance as well. But, uh, you know, we're pulling for our Southeast Iowa team, obviously. Hey, this is Jeff Shipley, state representative for Iowa House District 87. And I just want to congratulate Van Buren, Fairfield, and Mount Pleasant athletes on a great season and great luck in the playoffs. Yeah, Fairfield's been really fun to watch this year. I've, I've uh, uh... I've been kind of addicted to watching them lately uh, as they've really just, it's a thrill a minute. And, um, you know, they don't really, you know, get out and beat teams by a lot of points, but they win these close games all the time. And it's so exciting. Uh, and I think that they got, uh, I think they got a winnable game here and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about them, but let's switch over uh, uh, to the pilot Grove savings banks uh, sponsored uh, Mount Pleasant, uh, Panthers, who escaped a, uh, a resurgent uh, Fort Madison team that really played well down the stretch and uh, had a whole season to get their young players uh, all in position. Uh, what, where are we at on uh, uh, this game, and, and what were your thoughts about the first game? Well, uh, you know, Mount Pleasant beating Fort Madison in such a, a low-scoring, close-fashioned Really, really surprising. Now, not because I think Fort Madison isn't a quality team. The record didn't show up, but we knew they had quality youth, and they graduated a ton from that great team last year that spent time ranked number one in 3A. Um, but they, they, like you said, played good down the stretch, kept kept grinding, kept uh, plugging away, and almost pulled off what I would have called maybe the upset of the year if they had been able to get over the hump and beat Mount Pleasant. Because Mount Pleasant's great, but I – didn't read Peyton Hagen's names and any of uh, the, the reports I saw online or anything. So I'm assuming he's still out for that game. And uh, I don't want to take away from Fort Madison's effort there, but I just think that's a game changer for Mount Pleasant. They're still talented and deep without him, but he is such a leader. Um, you know, a lot of their success relies on him being in the lineup. So I'm not sure what his status is going into this, uh, this uh, game Friday. But they are hosting. This game is at Mount Pleasant, and they will be playing the Solon Spartans, who have been in many sports over these last, uh, I don't know how many years, kind of a thorn in the side of a lot of our southeast Iowa schools, be it football or basketball. 
and Solon's having another fine season. They're coming in at 17 and five. Uh, Mount Pleasant's 18 and five on the season. And, uh, you know, they're, again, led by Peyton Hagen. He's a junior for the Panthers. We've talked a lot about him. Uh, he's got great support. They're a deep team. Uh, but he's averaging a little over 20 points per game. He shoots 34% from three-point, over 71% from the free-throw line, and he rebounds at an 8.2 per game clip. I mean, what more can you ask of a kid, especially from the guard position? Um, he is definitely the Blaze Porter of 3A. Uh, basketball in Southeast Iowa. He's just a stat machine and does everything you could ask a player to do out there. Uh, Owen Van Sickle is their leading assist guy, a little over three per game. And I know that uh, um, the younger Ashton boy, now I can't remember his name because I, I didn't uh, I didn't know he was he was little when I lived in Mount Pleasant, or maybe not even born yet, but uh, Ron Ashton's uh, younger son plays for, for Mount Pleasant, and he's a great player, and they've got several others. Solon led by Jake Benzing. He averages a little over 18 points per game, uh, six rebounds per game. He shoots 83% from the free throw line. I'll say it again, we are seeing some great free throw shooters on these teams that are advancing in the playoffs. And then the, the great football player from Solon is the leading assist guy on the basketball team, Sean Staley, a little over three per game. So nothing too gaudy there, but uh, knowing how he plays football, I'm sure he's a great uh, guy to have on the court for Solon. So those are their two statistical leaders. Um, but they, again, like a lot of these 3A teams, look like they've got really good depth. Uh, not overly big, you know, not not uh, any bigger than Mount Pleasant or anything like that. Nothing really stood out that way. I think this is a really good matchup. Uh, Mount Pleasant obviously having an advantage at home, uh, but it's going to be tough. Like Solon is, is always very tough, especially in the postseason. I don't care what sport we're talking about. And I just hope Peyton Higgins is able to go. And I don't know if you got any info on him or not. I haven't heard anything. Well, uh, well, the the thing that we got to think about here is we got to do what's right for Peyton Higgins, you know. Well, for sure. Because uh, uh, all I know is I saw him what looked like severely strain his ankle uh, in the game against Fairfield, and they put a lot of tape on it. And he came back in and. Uh, uh, he still scored another like six points after that, but um, uh, this kid is a beast, and he's as good as they get. You know what I mean? And he is uh, he's uh, to Mount Pleasant what Max Wheaton is to Fairfield. Um, he's their big guy. Um, you know he is uh, he he's a really 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 great player, and uh, they're not going to be as good without him. I mean I can't sugarcoat it. You know, but uh, still. Uh, God, I'd like to see him beat that Solon team, wouldn't you? Me too. And like you said, uh, whatever whatever his status is, whatever uh, you know is right for him, obviously is the way to go. If he's able to play and not going to harm him down the line or anything like that, great. If not, the other guys, you know, got to step up. And Owen Van Sickle sure did it against Fort Madison. It's not like Mount Pleasant doesn't have players that can't step up and 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 fill that role of scorer or rebounder or whatever. They've got those. They've got those fellows, and they've got some some nice size with uh, Big Nate Stroud and and uh, I believe the, the freshman at six seven or whatever. Uh, and I can't remember his name right offhand, but uh, they've got these players that can step up. Um, but Solon is tough, and so you do want to be a full strength if you can be. But that's how the ball bounces. That's part of sports. Sometimes guys are hurt or whatever, sick, and they can't go. Um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens here. Yeah. Uh... Well, uh, let's move it on to the Burlington, uh, uh, which is 
That's only three eight uh we got left, right? Mount Pleasant and Fairfield. Yeah, that's three eight. All that's right, all well, we let's, have. let's wrap this up with the Burlington four uh, A. And I'll say this: uh, we didn't get a lot uh, in the four A tournament, but we didn't need a lot last year as Burlington uh, went clear to the state tournament uh, for us. Uh, and I'm looking for maybe some good things out of them this year. Who did they draw in the next round? Well, you know, like going back to last year, I think a lot of folks didn't think that Burlington could go to state, and they did. And then uh, I got so hyped up for them. I remember getting on Twitter, and uh, somebody had asked, one of the Barstool accounts or something had asked, you know, who's, who's got uh, the best chance to upset Ames? As we know, Ames last year was just a super team, um, and nobody came close to touching them all season long. And I said, how about Burlington? That was uh, Ames, Ames's first-round opponent, Burlington and Ames. And, uh, of course, I got laughed out of the Twitterverse for that one. And, uh, you know, but I was just, I was just wishful thinking. I was hoping. And, but as things turned out, I'll tell you what, Burlington gave Ames their best game up at state in the entire tournament. And, uh, so I'm not picking against them this year as we get down to this, uh, I guess it's not a sub-state game yet, district final, and they will be playing North Scott. That's a, kind of an old nemesis from football back in the days of the Mac and whatnot and, and basketball too. These, uh, schools aren't, uh, strangers by any means. North Scott and Burlington look a lot alike. Uh, North Scott 16 and 5 on the year. Burlington 16 and 6. This game is at North Scott, so the Lancers have that, uh, home court advantage coming in. But when you look at the, uh, the, uh, stat lines and stuff, you know, Burlington does have that, that star player, the, uh, the Blaze Porter of 4A for Southeast Iowa, Murkish Lewis Jr. Man, you, you see his highlights all over Twitter. Um, that I haven't got to see him play in person because they've been up to Washington. They've been up to, you know, Fairfield or, or Mount Pleasant these last couple of years, and I've never made it to a game, but I've seen a lot of film on him. He is a great player. He's listed as a forward. I feel like he can do it all, though. I feel like he can he could play center if he had to. He could play guard because he can handle the ball. Kid averages 24.2 points per game, shoots 36% from three-point range. That's crazy. That is a, a really sharp shoot, shooting guard forward, whatever you want to call him out there, three-point land. He leads the team with nine and a half rebounds per game. Um, man, he just he's a stat machine. And then the, the guard, J.J. Martin, another great player for Burlington. He's their leader in assists per game, 3.1. Now, they will be going up against some, some pretty tough competition here. There is a junior for North Scott, Kaven Phillips. Kayvon, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. He's a forward. He averages 14.7 points per game. He can step out and hit the three-pointer at 33% accuracy per game. He averages eight rebounds per game. And uh, then they have a guard that only averages a modest 2.4 assists per game, Tyler Watkins. But this matchup between Marquise Lewis and Kevin Phillips, uh, really interesting because they are, appear to be kind of head and shoulders, the leaders on their teams. And this should be a really good battle. Uh, you know, like I said, North Scott's got a home court advantage. But after last year, I am not willing to pick against the Greyhounds. I think they've got just as much chance as anybody to advance on. Well, uh, I, I gotta say, uh, I watched a lot of Burlington basketball on YouTube this year, and Marquise yeah. the Freak uh, Lewis there. Uh, everyone talks about he's one of the best players uh, around, and uh, um, uh, very, very puts you very much in the mind of uh, of Mister Purple Haze Blaze Porter, uh, and uh, can shoot from anywhere, and. Uh, 
just a threat all the time. Plus, he's one of those slasher dashers that penetrates, and you don't know what he's going to dish it off or or shoot it or what he's going to do with the ball. You know, creates a lot of uh, a lot of uh, problems for a defense. Um, and uh, I, what do you think? Well, you give me. a you think we can win this game? I do. I don't. I don't see. You know, this isn't football. <laughs> you know, if it was football, I would. You know, if I was putting money on it, if we was doing beat the round guy, I would go with North Scott, you know, because that's the smart money. But this is basketball, and these teams look fairly – I think they just match up really well. I think this is anybody's game that probably has the potential to go down to the wire or be an overtime game or whatever. And like you said, Keish is uh, on another level. You talk about a kid that makes – routinely makes, you know, the top 25 lists or whatever in the state for, for basketball. He's in that list, and I can't remember where I last saw him ranked, but uh, he was the highest-rated player in Southeast Iowa as an individual, let's put it that way. And he goes out and proves it every night. And, you know, they they don't score a ton of points per game, but outside of his uh, 24 per game, that J.J. Martin uh, comes in at a little over 13 per game. So, yeah, Burlington's not a one-man show. and that's that's very helpful. I'm sure North Scott isn't either, but yeah, I give I give Burlington every opportunity to win this game on the road and advance to a substate for the second year in a row. Well, Burlington has a reputation of performing in the playoffs and and taking down teams, big teams in the playoffs. So, well, Scotty, is there anything else you want to say for or we cut this off? We've been bending our listeners ear for quite a while right now. I don't think so. I've just uh, been trying to take time when I can to, you know, and it goes for all of the kids out there, any of the schools that we, we cover or have gotten to know. Uh, all you seniors, we really enjoyed watching you, whether it be football or basketball. I think team sports largely uh, coming to an end here until they get into baseball time in the summer. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Don't hang your head if you lost and you're not playing still because uh, yeah, you made some great memories and sure got a lot of fans out there. Well, if you're, if you're not playing, you're in good company. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm heartbroken for a lot of the teams that lost, but if we can put together 45 minutes to talking about uh, round uh, four and uh, round two of the bigger schools, uh, we did get a lot of teams in there, didn't we? And I'm very proud of uh, uh, what we've done in the playoffs so far and, and who's representing us going forward. Well, Scott, I th- agree. thanks for being with us, buddy. Anytime. All right. This is a uh, round guy radio with the, Best playoff preview analysis for the area that that we cover, uh, you're going to find. Thank you very much. This Round Guy Radio sports coverage has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Packwood Locker, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Specializing in transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto. And Pilot Grove Savings Bank.